Hi, and welcome to Yokine Baptist Church. This is a sermon recording taken from one of our regular church services. You can find out more about us as well as more recordings like this one on our website, yokinebaptist.church, or by connecting with us on Facebook. Thanks for joining us today. We really hope you're encouraged by this message and that it draws you closer to God. I'm still getting used to being back again. You know the trouble with holidays is they end. <laughs> That's the only problem with them. Um, step parents often get a bad rap, don't they? You're probably familiar with fairy tales like Cinderella and Snow White, you know, where the step parent is evil and badly mistreats their stepchildren. But those stereotypes aren't always true, of course. I had a stepfather. There we are. He's passed away now, but my stepfather was a great father to me. He was kind, he was gentle, he taught me a lot, and he modelled what it meant to be a man of God. The Apostle Paul acted like a father, like a stepfather to many people under him. And for him, it was all about modelling the love of God, our Heavenly Father. (laughs) I think someone's ready for a swim over there in the baptistry if we're not careful. (laughs) Hey, I don't want to stop and listen. How you going back there, Josh? (laughs) Oh dear. Never work with children and animals, that's what that's what they say. (laughs) In our lives. Margaret and I have sought to be like step-parents for people. Uh, You know, anyone who, who for whatever reason, maybe hasn't got an opportunity to be around their own parents. Um, uh, One one of these guys uh, is uh, young Ben, uh, who is a COVID-19 refugee. Uh, He came came here or March sometime or earlier. Uh, and then, of course, the WA government closed the borders, and then the federal government closed international travel. And so he has been a prisoner in our home, um, and he's stuck there until the government opens up international travel and he can go back to New Zealand. Uh, and so Ben's like one of our kids now, and uh, in a little while, it's going to be my privilege to baptise him. Yeah. Which is why we have the water going back there, um, which hopefully the kids aren't swimming in at the moment behind my back. Now, in the Bible, we hear a lot about Jesus' mother, don't we? There's a lot of stuff in the Gospels about Mary. But I've never heard a sermon about Joseph before. We don't really know much about him. Some people believe that Joseph was much older than Mary. Because back then, most marriages were arranged marriages, and the uh, grooms were often much older than their brides. And it might be that Joseph had passed away by the time Jesus commenced his earthly ministry. And that's why we don't see anything of him in the latter half of the Gospels. But Joseph was an important part of Jesus' early life. See, Jesus may have referred to God as his father, But when he was growing up, Joseph was the guy he called dad. And the fact that God gave Jesus an earthly father tells us something about how important fathers are. 
So the Holy Spirit conceived Jesus in the womb of Mary. No physical earthly father was necessary. Jesus could have been the son of a single mother. Many people today are. But God gave Jesus an earthly father. And if Jesus needed an earthly father, then I suggest that we probably do too. Now, of course, we know practically speaking that every child will not have a physical, natural, earthly father present in their lives. But we all need some kind of father figure in our lives. So why did Jesus need a father figure and why do we? That's the subject for this morning's message. In the first place, a child needs to enjoy the nearness of a father. Jesus was subject to the direction of his father and mother. He was subject to their discipline. Joseph could have made himself kind of absent from Jesus, you know, like, oh, he's not mine. I've got nothing to do with him. Jesus wasn't his natural son. But we know that Joseph, in spite of his early doubt, went on to marry uh, Mary, and he went on to have other children with her. Uh, as, uh, As Joseph went on, he also took an active role in the life of Jesus. So it was Joseph who obeyed God and named him Jesus. In that act of naming him, Joseph was owning him. He was claiming, this is my son. He was accepting Jesus. Now, we don't know when Joseph died, but what we do know is that he was with Jesus until at least Jesus was 13 years old because the scriptures record that he was there at Jesus' bar mitzvah. Now, some fathers are diligent and hardworking and they, they, they like to think of themselves as providers. But when it comes to having a relationship with their children, they might as well be absent. But children need a mother and a father in their life. We need to know that our fathers love us. Unfortunately, a distant father can be just as bad as an absent father. And while we don't know a whole lot about Joseph, what we do know is that he was there for Jesus. I didn't have um, a father in my early years growing up either. Um, when I was nine years old, my parents divorced. And I didn't see very much of my father at all in the, uh, the ongoing years after that. But something wonderful happened to me when I was about eight years old, not long before my parents separated. And it was then that God introduced himself to me. And I came to know God as my father. And I learned very much how to depend on God to be my father in that time. You know, some people, because they've had a bad experience of a father in their life, find it really hard to look up at God as a father, you know, because they kind of look at the the worst example they've had and put that, project that on God. And yet I was fortunate enough that God introduced himself to me as father and was there even when my dad couldn't be. Uh, And unfortunately, in the years that followed, we didn't have a whole lot to do with my dad. You know, we occasionally had visits and we'd have spasmodic times where we'd visit every two weeks and then we wouldn't see him for months or, you know. But fathers need to be close to their kids. Even children from separated families need to be, have some relation with their father. Fathers matter. 
Children need fathers to take an interest in them and to have a relationship with them. Children need the nearness of a father. And fortunately, in Joseph, Jesus had that. Secondly, every child... Oh, hang on. Where does that go? That's not what's on my screen. <laughs> That's more like it. All righty. All right. Can we move to the next one? Because I'm not worried about touching it again. Because it <laughs> Secondly, every child needs to encounter the nature of a father. A child needs to know what being a father is all about. And a mother, no matter how dedicated she is, can't really model what it means to be a man. Children need to see both genders operating in their lives. You know, we need to, to learn from the masculine and the feminine. Um, and you need to understand that God, even though he reveals himself to us as father, is not really male or female. He is beyond all that. And when God created us in his image, he created us male and female. But in our earthly lives, we need to have both male and female influences as we grow up. And I reckon Joseph must, Jesus must have learned a lot about what it meant to be a man from being with his father. His father was a businessman, um, and I reckon that jo Jesus had great opportunities to work with him and learn. And, and I think we, we can see reflected in the teachings of Jesus in his later years that he knew what it meant to be a man in his life. But you know, the concept of God as a father didn't originate with Paul. It originated with Jesus. See, in the Old Testament, uh, mostly people referred to God as a God or as a king or maybe as a shepherd. But throughout his earthly ministry, Jesus revealed God to us as father. And so we read in, uh, in Matthew, he said, this then is how you should pray, our father in heaven. And in Matthew 11, he said, no one knows the son except for the father, and no one knows the father except for the son and those to whom the son chooses to reveal him. And Jesus chose to reveal him as father. Now, we know that G Joseph was there for Jesus in his growing up years. Joseph was a builder. Now, usually in modern translations, they say carpenter. But if you look around the land of Israel, there's not a lot of trees. And most of the buildings and the furniture and everything was made with stone. So he was probably worked mostly with stone, which meant that he was probably a nice, big, strong fella. And, you know, kids always love to think their dad's the strongest in the world, don't they? Um, but in Joseph's case, he probably was a pretty strong bloke, and he was a skilled businessman. And there was a closeness between them. You know, some of my best memories of my stepdad um, are working in his workshop with him. You know, those are some of the best times we had. Or when we were, you know, laying underneath the car, working on the car, and he's teaching me, how things operated and how things worked. Um, I still have um, this really ancient arc welder uh, in my 
uh, in my shed. I inherited that from Dad when he died. And uh, even though I've got a newer, fancier one, I'll never throw that one away uh, because of the association that I had and the, and, the, and the warm memories that it gives me every time I, every time I see it. Well, I believe the same applied to Jesus. You see, God didn't just choose Mary to be Jesus' mother. God also chose Joseph to be his father. God knew that Joseph was a just man, a righteous man, and he had the qualities needed to teach Jesus what it meant to be a man. And so God chose Joseph to be that example for Jesus. And so a child needs to encounter the nature of what it means to be a father and what it means to be a man. So a child needs the nearness of a father, they need to encounter the nature of a father, and they also need to experience the nurture of a father. Now, some people think that... um, you know, nurturing children, changing nappies and all that kind of stuff, that's just the domain of the mother. That's a myth that we like to say because we don't like doing it, okay? That's just a myth. Um, You know, that kind of image is the stereotypical image of a guy that can't handle nurturing his children uh, with the gas mask and everything. But men, we need to get our hands dirty, don't we? A father needs to be involved in nurturing his children from infancy on up. Parenting is a combined effort. We need to share the load. You see, any person, any man can get a woman pregnant. But it takes a real man to be a father. Now, they may not always get it, but children need the nurture of a father. Um, Shortly after Jesus' uh, circumcision, we read this. When they presented him in the temple... When Joseph and Mary had done everything required by the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee in the town of Nazareth, and the child grew and became strong. He was filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was on him. And then after his bar mitzvah, we read that Jesus went down to Nazareth with them and was obedient to them, and he grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. I mean, it's a great picture. We don't, there's lots of fanciful stories about the, the childhood of Jesus But really, that's it. That's the entirety of what the scripture reveals to us about the childhood of Jesus. But it talks about how he became strong, how he had wisdom, how he had stature, how he grew in favor with other people. And that didn't just happen because he was magically the son of God. That happened because Joseph and Mary put that into his life. They trained him up to be like that. They raised him that way. Now, I do salute the countless single mothers out there who are trying to do it by themselves. And, uh, and they're doing a good job. My mum did that for quite a while. She was a single mum who had to look after us by herself for quite some time. But living without the nurture of a father in your life can leave a hole in your heart. Uh, and I know that for myself. You know, it wasn't until many years later when I began to know my father-in-law and I started to realize some of the things that I'd missed out on in my childhood. I'm now in my 50s and I've had many father figures in my life. Obviously, I've got my birth father and my stepfather. I've got my father-in-law. I've had pastors 
Um, I've, I've got good mates that are, you know, kind of a generation above me who are there who are like father figures to me. We absorb from our father figures what it means to be a man, what it means to be a father and a grandfather. And a good father can be an influence on the lives of his children and his children's children and generations to come. God is amazing. Because of his great love for us, he sent his son to earth to live as a man, to teach his word and ultimately to die for us. And part of the process of God doing this was to choose the best possible parents that he could for him. And he chose Joseph and Mary. God knew that Jesus needed an earthly father. He needed the nearness of a father. He needed the nurture and the nature of a father in his life. And if Jesus needed that in his life, then so do we. And so I encourage everyone here this morning to seek out such people. If your own father is not standing up to the mark and being that kind of person he needs to be for you, like Joseph was for Jesus, then find someone who can. Whether it's a friend, a step-parent, a pastor, whoever. Find someone that you can look up to as a father. And my challenge to the men this morning is who are you being a father to? And I don't just mean the men who actually have literal children, you know, like our pool swimmers back here, you know? Real, you know, I mean, what about other people in the church? What about other people in your life who need your guidance, who need your wisdom? You don't have to have natural-born children to be a father figure to others. Paul did not have any earthly children. And yet throughout the scriptures, throughout the, the, his letters in the New Testament, his sense of being a father to people comes across again and again and again. So who are you actively seeking to nurture and grow into a man of God? Let's just recap where our reading went this morning. Next one, thanks. Okay. My dear children. Isn't that nice? My dear children, Paul calls them. Even if you had 10,000 guardians in Christ, you don't have many fathers. For in Christ Jesus, I became your father through the gospel. Therefore, I urge you, imitate me. Let's pray. Our loving Heavenly Father, we thank you that you sent people like Joseph to be a father figure for Jesus. We thank you that you sent people like Paul to be a father figure to so many in the church. Lord, because we need, we need these people in our lives. And so, Lord, there, I know that there are, there are some of us who have really struggled with our earthly fathers. And perhaps in many ways they haven't lived up to your expectations or to ours. And perhaps there is a hole in our hearts or there is a pain in our lives because of that. And we ask you, Lord, to help us to get past that. Help us not to, to look at them as the only example of what it means to be a father. 
and then reflect that upon you. But help us, Lord, to see what a true father is like. And that only comes from you. Lord, you chose to reveal yourself as our father. Help us to see you that way, Lord. Help us to see that you want to be near us and you want to, you want to teach us how to, to live according to your nature and how you want to nurture us with your love and your care. And Lord, help us also to be parent figures to others. Help us to look for people who, who may be spiritual orphans and give them the benefit of our experience and to give them our love, to give them our nearness and our nurture so that we, Lord, can try and model what it means to be a parent. Lord, I thank you for the example of Paul and he tells us to try and imitate him. And in other passages he says, imitate me only as far as I am imitating the Father. And so help us, Lord, to imitate you. Help us to be that nurture and that example for people. Lord, we commit ourselves afresh to your service and we ask you, Lord, to send people to us that we can be that kind of father figure too. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. And extra thanks to those that have donated to us online. It's your generosity that enables us to continue our ministry to the local community and beyond. It's because of you that our ministry is possible. If you would also like to support us, visit ybc.church give. You can also access our website to find out more about our community by visiting yokinebaptist.church or by connecting with us on Facebook. If you've enjoyed listening to this message, be sure to subscribe and share it with your friends. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks again for listening and God bless.